Thank you so very much for being here tonight. Uh, most of you probably know Brother Reggie Hutchings, who is going to bring the second lesson in our summer series tonight, Renewing Our Hope for the Future. Reggie has an enthusiasm and a love for the Lord and for the Lord's people. And from the moment he and his wife, Candace, and their daughter, Cam or Carmen, place membership here, they have become involved in so many different ministries. They're welcoming and, and in the process of adopting a new son, Adolf, into their family. We're so excited for them. We love this family so very much, and I know that we will be blessed by, by Brother Reggie this evening. So come and speak to us, brother. I don't, I don't want to hear the walls and lights tonight because uh, I'm going to speak the truth in love. Like Brother West said, if you don't get amen, he's going to go an hour. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep things decently and in order going according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. All right. Let's open up our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. Renewing our hope for the future. As we were singing, I heard this alto voice in the background. I was like, that sounds familiar. My sister drove all over from Forney, Texas. Remember, she's a member of the East Ridge Church of Christ. Her and my brother-in-law, my nephews. Glad to see them here. I said, I had that something about my spirit. I said, somebody going to pop up here tonight. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to be long, but y'all know me. I'm that brother who say amen on Sunday mornings to Brother West, because I do agree what he says is true. Isaiah 40, verse 27 to 31. I'm reading from English Standard Version of the Bible. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives us power to the faith. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up their wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This past 15 months during this pandemic has created new ways for everyone to think how to keep your friends and family, loved ones, safe. We are faced uncharted waters each day. The Lord has blessed us to live and hope we can make it here together tonight. At one time, I did not know how much time our family would have together, but it was by the grace of God. I am thankful that we're meeting here again in the household of faith. So I hope in God that we renew our minds, that he will help us through all the situations in our lives. If the, in these difficult days for you, if you're facing great trials and perhaps face a faith is wavering, I got some wonderful news for you today. There is hope by renewing your hope for the future. Many people are losing hope today because the society tried to get rid of God, by outlining anything and everything that has to do with our Heavenly Father and Christianity. Despair settles in about us. Those who have lost hope are seeking to escape 
to hopelessness through drugs, alcohol, even suicide. Despair is a sense of the things won't change for the better. Nothing that I do will make any, a difference. Great tragedy or despair for the hopelessness will lose joy. Without hope, we have no foundation. To stand, we face difficult trials, such as betrayal. Some people even lost jobs, death of loved ones. But we have no hope. We lose the meaning of life. Nothing has any purpose. For those who are taking notes, I'm going to give you four points. Don't worry about the clock. Parents, you better pick up your kids at 745. <laughs> Number one, anchor your hope in God alone. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Trials have a way to exposing or misplaced hope in people. Circumstances, expectations. Many times God has had to redirect our hopes so that I, us, will enjoy his blessings. We anchor our hope in him alone. Hebrew writer said in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 and 20, For when God has made a promise to Abraham, since he had no greater by womb to swear it, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtain the promise. For the people who swear by something greater than themselves in all their disputes and oaths is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show him convincingly to the heirs and the promise of unchangeable character for his guarantee with an oath. So by two unchangeable things in which it is then impossible for God to lie. For he had fled for the refuge, might have a strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope is set before us. For we have this sure and steadfast and anchor with our souls, a hope to enter into the inner places behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on behalf and having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I want to focus on he's the anchor for our souls. You understand that if our hope is not anchored in the Lord, we are lost. How many of you have been lost during this pandemic? I have. You don't have to raise your hands. If you haven't been lost, I'm going to got some other points. I'm going to come down your street. <laughs> we not to put our faith in Dr. Feelgood, or that preacher down there in Houston, the mega church down there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't go buy his books. The only books we can encourage us is the word of God. Like I tell our brother West, the 66 caliber pistol. 66 books in the Bible. You want to go back and uh, look at the books in the Bible. How many of us cried out to the Lord during the day of your trouble? That's your second point. How many of us shed tears? I have. I'm not ashamed. Life isn't fair. Maybe any people only call on the Lord when trouble comes. Trouble will either make us stronger or it will make us weaker. As we examine the text, let's go to Psalm 77. David lived a life full of trouble. With the power of God, it would made it better. We as Christians deal with our emotions 
in different ways, sometimes good and sometimes bad. Verse number one in Psalms 77, verses one through six. For all your medical professionals, you might see I'm sweating. The old good brother, back when I was in college, he said that's spiritual sweat. I'm okay. My, uh, my watch ain't went off. My heart monitor, we're good. <laughs> so as we read this text, hear me out on this. I want to make sure y'all paying attention. As I cry out to God, aloud to God, he hear me. In the day of my trouble, I will seek the Lord in the night. My hand stretched out without wearing. My soul refused to be comforted. But when I, am, when I remember God, I moan. I, when I meditate, my soul faints. Or my spirit faints. Salah. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, years long ago. I said, Lord, let me remember my song in the night and let me meditate in my heart. And then when my spirit made digitally search, I, during this time of pandemic, has really humbled me. I have many times, I will get up in the middle of the night thinking about from the things going on in East Texas with my mother, things going on in my home, thinking about my spiritual life, especially in the days when the winter storm came. It was cold. Had to go get the quilts out the closet. And I cried like a big old baby and let Lord to comfort my soul. How many of you went down that road? You couldn't sleep at night, you cried. You don't know what's going on in your life. But I remember God during the, during the storms of my life. What I want to tell you, there is hope. In Psalms 34, verses 17 and 18, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord will hear us and deliver us them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the crushing spirit. It's been hard, but it was by the grace of God that we're here today. We have lost loved ones at this congregation. We have lost loved ones in our families. We have, some of us struggle, had, you know, had six figures in our paychecks, may just not even get a comma. But it's not about money. But we got to first seek ye the first, the kingdom of God, and all these other righteousness, and these other things to be added unto us. Amen, lights and walls. And there, there it is. The third thing is, recognize if you can't see the whole picture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, substance of things are hoped for, evidence of things not seen. We don't know what this life is going to bring. None of us can prophesize and see when we leave here tonight will be our last time that we see one another. Sometimes our perspective just gets slanted. Sometimes God allows darkness during these times, we can, we can determine with this song. I probably listened to this song, probably, I'm going to be honest with you, several hundred times during this pandemic. You know the song, Oceans? You call me out of the waters, the great unknown, where my feet may fail, and there I find you in the mysteries, in ocean deep, my faith will stand. Do I need to do that one more time? You call me out of the waters, the great unknown, where my feet may fail, 
and there I find you in the mystery in oceans deep. My faith will stand. Go on YouTube. I got about 600,000, 600, 700,000 views. Romans chapter 8, verse 24, 26. Paul was telling the church in Rome this. For in this hope we are saved. And now hope that we seen is not hope. For the hope for what he sees, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for with patience. Wait a long time. I appreciate our 11 elders that we have here at McDermott Road. They took us, our, their, they would take our souls on their shoulders. They got to make an account of each and all of us. We're thankful for the new members. But if you know someone who's not here, reach out to them. If you just send them a text message, say, I love you. Likewise, the Spirit tells us in our weaknesses, if we do not know what to pray for, we ought to. But the Spirit intercedes for us with the groanings in thy words. It's been, you know, Wes just announced it, and I'll see y'all see it on the connection email. Oh, I'm doing real good on time. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm almost done. Back on November 19, 2020, we made an inquiry on our young man in the fourth grade class, Mr. Adolph. It was, it was, a, it was I'm going to tell you this. It's not when we want it to happen. It's always on God. It's always right on God's time. And I want to share this with you. I feel like the moment I read his story, I always prayed about a son. I think the last summer series, I talked about my other son, Ace Boom Coon, my dog at home. If you go back and look at YouTube, I talked about the, you know, our faith in Moses. If you want to look that up. But God answered my prayers, our prayers for this. Waited three years for this to happen. Are you willing to wait on the hope for God to direct your paths? The next, the last point is this. Share what God has done for you to encourage the hope in others not to quit. Share what God has done for you to encourage others, the hope in others not to quit. As a um, life group leader, that's all I, that's what um, I like to encourage. Life group, you know, we meet this Sunday and we met on Zoom, but it was still encouraging that we could still interact with one another, you know, through, um, through technology. I am grateful for that. But there are people, maybe here, individual families, or across this world, wanting to quit. But I tell you right now, don't quit. Hope requires endurance. Some parts of the journey are wonderful. Others are treacherous. Others not exciting. But you got to keep on moving forward. You got to keep on moving forward. Ain't that right, church? Yeah. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 5. Paul says this, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the sufferings produce endurance, and endurance produces character. 
as we made some, uh, made, we got to start doing the visits. And when I first dropped them back off in Abilene, I cried again. I said, I don't want to let them go. But also, Kansas would tell me, Reggie, be patient. And I knew that we had a connection. Because it's part of God's will. He said, take care of the fatherless and the widows. That's our job. There's many families here tonight at this local congregation have done that process. It's so encouraging. But I had to work out my character in my mind. It was like a war in my mind. We talked about it in Romans chapter 7. When I want to do good, sin is all the way around. And I was talking to my wife the other day. You know, she hope she don't get in trouble for, you know, you know, she's a counselor. And, um, and I thank God for that. But she, you know, she, she's been counseling me for a long time. Keep me in line. And brothers, <laughs> if you don't think that your wife is a help me, how Proverbs said, a help me, she helped me meet my goals. I am thankful for her. I am telling you, church, I am fine. He said, produces character. I told her the other day, God is doing something in this household. I said, Candace, it starts with me, with my character. He said, produces hope. That hope does not put us to shame because of God's love that poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. The reason that God is our hope, that we can have a better future. No one is greater than our God. God cannot lie. He has always kept his promise from the beginning of time. God is our rock. Nothing can move him. No matter how big the storms may become in our lives, when, he, we, when we use God as an anchor, we will stay in the right where we need to be. Jesus said in John chapter 27, my sheep will hear my voice and I know them. They will follow me. The world will also give you hope. That is wrong type of hope. It is offers no stability and it will drag you down and give you no future. Somebody help me here today. When it comes to our salvation, our hope is in the promises of God and working through this Jesus Christ. The winds and waves, doubt, discouragement, spiritual attacks, and the evil one may cause us to think that we are adrift and salvation from God is not secure. Not so. God has given up promises that our salvation is sure. He said in Philippians, work out your soul's own soul, soul salvation with fear and tremble. The fear is not about out of fearing for God that you're scared of. You fear God because out of love. He cannot lie. Our hope is securely fastened in Jesus Christ, who redeemed us from all when he died on the cross. He rose again and ascended to heaven on the third day. Our anchor is the rock and the unmovable Jesus. His limited love holds us sure and steadfast. 
As we go back into our lesson text, boy, I thank brother, thank brother Bryce. I was so excited when he, he sent me that email. I was like, wow, see, here we go for the, to, uh, to participate in this summer series. This last verse in the lesson text of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, and the lesson will be yours. He said even the, um, at the end of the latter part, for those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like wings, like eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As you guys follow me on the book of faces, y'all know I would like to say encouraging things. If you don't know who that is, Facebook. Think on this. Don't put your hope on things you lose. If you put your hope, on, uh, hope in the Lord, you can't lose. I hope this lesson is a blessing with someone tonight, not to lose their hope for the future. I heard this phrase about close to 15, 20 years, about 20 years ago, uh, the minister at Eastside Church of Christ in Forney, Thomas Fitzgerald, Jr. And it's congregation, one of the themes was pray first, aim high, and stay focused on Christ. That's the conclusion of this lesson. The takeaways. Pray first, aim high, and stay focused on Christ. If you do that, life will be much easier. Now let the church say amen. Thank you.